I have come here to Krakosia, and I'm all out of bubble. Really licked his ass. Are you watching closely? And welcome to Midnight Showing. I'm Nash, that's Luke, and this week the movie we watched at midnight was Michael Catton Jones's Rob Roy. Was it worth it? That's what we're here to tell you, and don't worry, we will notify you before we start spoiling. Set in Scotland during the 1700s, we meet Robert Roy McGregor, the head of a proud Highland clan. Knowing that his clan could be much better off, Rob Roy takes out a 1,000 pound loan from the Marquis of Montrose to help feed his people through the upcoming winter. Without giving away too much of the conflict of the film, let's just say 1,000 pound loan is never as easy as just picking up the money and returning home safely. Yeah, I really don't want to spoil it, I guess. Um, <laughs> and so the description you gave, you know, 100% accurate. Um, compared it with the trailer, it's the trailer is an incredible trailer. It really makes you want to watch the movie. It seems like fun. It seems like all right, you're gonna see some cool things happen. But honestly, it's not as exciting as the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to say about it. Your description is more accurate than I think the trailer is. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Um, this movie was written by Alan Sharp. Uh, he has written. A uh, couple of TV movies, uh, such as Mission of the Shark and The Edge. Not <laughs> not The Edge that we watched last season, a different Edge with no Bart the Bear. So you will not catch me watching it unless Bart the Bear is in it. Mission of the Shark. Oh my god. Alright, um, so uh, the director of this movie, uh, not a huge filmography. as uh, Michael Catton-Jones. Um... But he's directed Basic Instinct 2, uh, <laughs> The Jackal, which I do remember seeing parts of. I know I've seen that movie at some point, but I think it was when I was pretty young. And uh, City by the Sea, or some of his more popular works. Interesting. I think we might be watching one or two of those movies um, pretty soon. But oh. for Rob Roy... Who is Rob Roy, you may ask? Well, <laughs> Who is he, Luke? <laughs> the legendary... Qui-Gon Jinn, they got him for this movie, dude. Like, the lightsaber scenes don't really line up too well with 1700 Scotland, but through the power of post-production, they made it work pretty well. No, I joke, I joke. It's Liam Neeson playing Rob Roy. Uh, I love Liam Neeson, man, I'll say it. Then we got uh, Jessica Lange playing Mary. Really great performance from Jessica Lange great in this performance. one. Uh, then we got John Hurt Montrose, or John Hurt playing Montrose. Uh, and then we got Tim Roth, probably playing one of the biggest slime balls i've ever seen yeah. in any movie dude like yeah. cu like uh, cunningham man i uh, i'm gonna look at tim roth a little bit different after this movie because <laughs> geez dude and then uh we also got brian cox playing Killern and eric stoltz playing mcdonald um not really too much of a character driven movie to be honest but yeah. we're, we're giving our opinions away too soon nash please tell me about the theme of rob roy well, this theme hits us hard, it hits us wide, and it hits us open. It's, uh, honor. 
And the British people are really terrible. That's about it. That's really. <laughs> I mean, I, no, in, it's every, honor. in every story, movie, historical thing, I just feel like British people are always kind of just being dicks, dude. Like, think, yeah, think about revolution, right? Because <laughs> because they, they, oh my god, <laughs> a fox hunt. <laughs> oh yeah, it's because I mean they conquered the world and they're kind of assholes. Um. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So thumbs up or down? Uh, bro, dude, it's gonna be a thumbs down. Thumbs down. I do not give them out often, but uh, didn't wasn't really a huge fan of this movie. You know what? I'm gonna give it a thumbs down too. It's oh, just not... it's gonna be one of those weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sorry, guys. But before we get into it, now this spoiler alert. <laughs> Alright, so, if you think the theme is anything else, I'd love to hear it. It might be... No, it isn't, because they say honor <laughs> maybe a million times. So, I don't really think there is another theme. If there is, be sure to let us know. But... <laughs> Last week, Prisoners was so hard to find a, conci- a concise theme to label the movie and in like every other scene rob roy is just talking about the honor of his clan (laughs) yeah when when the main character mentions it five times and every other character mentions it at least once yeah it's probably the theme (laughs) not the most subtle description of a theme i've ever seen in the world bro but i mean where where can we start off to kind of do this movie a little little bit of justice i yeah i want to start off with what we did like um because it's not so much that there's so much bad, it's just that it's done badly, you know what I mean? Oh, so, totally agree. Let's start off with what we liked. Um, well, what I, did you like, Luke? I think... <laughs> we're goofy today, dude. I think I think it, this movie has a really great aesthetic to it. I think they do really build um, Scotland and that world and the characters and the way everybody's acting. It all definitely feels like we are in the world they want us to be in. Um, but that, that aesthetic kind of like get, it got a little old and boring to me after a little bit. Like I was really into it when we kind of like learn about the clans and like Rob Roy's whole deal and, uh, the British people and like Tim Roth and like the beginning of the movie. But as it kind of progressed, I kind of just like, I don't want to say stopped caring, but like, I just kind of got over it. Like I did, wasn't extremely engaged in it, but I, I, you just asked me to say something nice about the movie, and I kind of just said something bad about the movie. So you didn't it's, say something. Though. It's a <laughs> good, like? it's, no, it's, it's a good aesthetic. It's a good aesthetic, and I enjoyed a decent amount of the performances. Even though Tim Roth was despicable, I mean, he yeah. still like played like he still did a good job. I don't know what 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 do you like about Rob Roy? I kind of have to agree with that first point. It does a very good job of establishing everything. Um. Everything is very believable. Everything seems like it, it's, it is where it should be. We sort of understand the different factions in the first, like, 20 minutes, right? The different dynamics of people and how they interact with each other. Um, the acting is also really good, and I thought. I thought every character did a really good job. Um, Tim Roth was disgusting, but it was... You know, good performances from everybody, really. So, it, like, it wasn't their fault. Like, the writing didn't seem bad for the dialogue side of it. Um, the plot wanted you to watch more of it, but I think we'll get into 
what happened when you saw more <laughs> yeah uh more of it is a pretty pretty huge factor on this movie because it is way too goddamn long yeah way too long definitely is especially i you know i i'm gonna bring it up and i don't think you want to bring it up but it's it's those very very awkward sexual scenes in the beginning oh yeah yeah that they didn't really do anything you know what i mean like they didn't establish anybody's character other than just like hey uh, Rob Roy loves his wife. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, exactly. And then he's got Cunningham, like, the scenes with Cunningham that are the most, like, disturbing ones, those are just like, okay, but why did, uh, why did Brian Cox need to be doing that? You know? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't, that's weird. Dude, there's a lot of awkward silences and nulls in this movie, dude. Even the final sword fight has literally no music behind it. So it's like, not only is it extremely long with all those awkward scenes you're talking about, but it's also just like really dry, bro. Like, I felt like it was a really dry movie in a world and an aesthetic that could have been like really crazy, you know? Like, for example, another movie that's kind of similar would be like Braveheart, uh, you know? Like a. Yeah. And let's, I mean, Braveheart kind of has a similar, bit of a similar feel to it, definitely because it's like, you know, English oppression, but that one, it's way too, it's way different because they both even have like sexual assault as parts of the movies, right? And it's not so much that they're not dis as disturbing in Braveheart, but it's sort of like... It's uh, there's unnecessary amounts of it in Rob Roy where it doesn't really define the character in a, like in an accurate way. Like Brian Cox's character when he I don't know what to say assaults that chick as she's leaving Cunningham's room, right? Yeah. The why why did we see that? That didn't it didn't add anything to his character. His character doesn't seem cool with it later in the movie when he sees it. Yeah, exactly, dude. That and that yeah, that guy was just like very throwaway like just a very throwaway character who like by he like by the time he got stabbed in the neck i didn't like didn't even care i was like why is this guy even yeah. important he's just like the middleman for like giving out the loan to like mcdonald's so like i don't know i'm trying to not make this a really boring review where we just talk about everything we didn't like but it was just a really boring movie bro <laughs> like i straight up yeah like, wasn't into it and i felt like every time it was about to kick into high gear nothing happened yeah, exactly. You get this strong anticipation where it's like, all right, the tension's building, momentum is picking up. Everybody wants to, you know, all the, all the, you know, normal townspeople they want to go after the English and all that, and everything's, you know, all the fires getting kicked up. You know, all this is going on, and then it just nothing happens. Yeah, like, um, I mean, so some um, Jess J Jessica Lang's character deals with a lot from like the middle yeah. part of the movie until the final act she deals with a lot she takes in a lot and it's a fine like um part of the plot to have her hold that within herself to not make rob roy want to go and murder tim roth but because she does it for so long and by the time that he does find out like his actions at that point are already kind of nulled because so much time passed since 
it happened. And, you know, we want him to go with an army of Highlanders and just have this epic yeah. battle with the people. And then it ends up just being like a one-on-one sword fight. And I'm not trying to sound like the guy who like wants the action and blood and killing in the movie, but like it, it felt like the whole time they were leading up to that. Like the things yeah. that Tim Roth and the British people were doing were really not cool and really wanted you to kind of have some revenge taken upon them in a way that's satisfying, but it's really not satisfying. And even when Rob Roy is fighting him in the sword fight at the end, he doesn't even really win. He just does the the sword hold thing and then slashes him once, which I guess was badass. But like, it's not really it's for for a movie that took two hours and ten minutes to get to that point. To get there, yeah. It was like I don't know. I just I didn't I didn't I didn't enjoy the I didn't enjoy the ride, man. I didn't enjoy the ride. Because <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily like the dialogue is bad or the acting is bad. It's just like. There's so much tension built up and it's like you like the bubble's got to explode at some point. Yeah. And it never really does. You get an anticlimactic sword fight at the end with zero like music, which definitely plays a part to it. I'm not saying you have to have the music for it, but for how epic and grand that's like that's that is supposed to be like the finale. Like that's that's it. This is literally yeah. the point where everything is supposed to come together and it just falls so flat on its face. It's unbelievable. Cause it's like, oh, I guess he just walks home. <laughs> yeah, he literally just walks <laughs> just wa- home. He just walks out. And like, bro, be- because it's Liam Neeson, and although this movie was back in like 85 or something, so I guess he might have not built a huge reputation for being an action star, but the Liam Neeson I grew up with was Qui-Gon Jinn and the movie Taken. And if you watch the movie Taken, Liam Neeson can murder anybody in the blink of an eye. So like, I felt like the whole time we kind of thought that Rob Roy was just the dude who like, if you messed with him, you're gonna you're gonna get sliced, bro. And like he keeps stabbing people out of nowhere, and you think that like yeah. okay, he's just he's he's such a god at sword fighting, or he's 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 such a beast at like doing this that he only shows it when he really has to. But then when it's time for him to finally fight Tim Roth, he barely even like wins the battle, dude. So I I thought that Rob Roy was like holding in his like Super Saiyan the whole time, and then the final scene we were gonna see him finally just unleash fury upon these evil people, and then you're right, he just walks home. And yeah, like, he just kind of barely wins and walks home, almost died. And if 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 it was an hour and a half movie, then I feel like I wouldn't like be as disappointed by it. But like, dude, it it felt so long when we were watching that movie, dude. That was like one of the longest yeah. movies we've watched easily, not just because of the runtime, but because. It just felt like maple syrup trying to get through it dude it was just so, like we we're just in molasses just watching these these highlanders just talk about how much they hate the british people but then not really doing anything about it yeah and i really do say that i think the fact that um you and i sort of had a better understanding of who liam neeson was and also we had all already seen braveheart like those two movies or those two pieces of information going into this, it's like it definitely skews our speculation, and it's yeah. like very, it's very clear why we saw Braveheart growing up and not Rob Roy because Braveheart, you know, you can censor it in a way where you don't lose the story, but a kid wouldn't know what's going on. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. You know, and mm-hmm. this movie, it's just like that first like half hour is just like so aggressive. Yeah. Well, dude, dude, bro, dude, I remember like literally like in the movie, we were like an hour and 20 minutes in. You were like, okay, 
the movie started because finally after all this yeah. it wasn't even like good build up it was just things happening and then the actual scene happens and you're like okay so this is what Rob Roy is going to be and then it just like it just it doesn't evolve into anything and you know I'm not even trying to say that like a movie has to be like Braveheart where it's like constant action or like it has to be this glorified like evil thing you know what i mean like it can still yeah. be a story with the elements that rob roy wanted in there with what jessica lang deals with with tim ross being despicable we can still do all that stuff and like still have it be like an intriguing story like prisoners is like a, a way different realm of a movie but look at how that movie wasn't necessarily filled with action but it just got us engrossed in the characters and what was happening there's n there's no engrossing in in rob roy it's really just kind of watching a movie that like your mom had on at like 2 p.m you know yeah and it, it, it gets where the tension is built it kind of is like misleading because you you get this idea that montrose is really building tension against everybody around him like that other noble guy that's not english yeah and all the other commoners like you feel like literally everybody each day is hating him more and then nothing really happens out of it. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. It's literally just like <laughs> nothing happened, dude. You know, like, um, so how about how, how about this? Since we did say that we like the aesthetic, how was this as an historical fiction film for you? Because I know I've, I've asked you that question before, because I think it is a pretty interesting type of story to tell. As far as historical fiction goes, how do you go for Rob Roy? Because I did look it up. And Rob Roy is a real person. And from what I understand, like the story of his life kind of plays out the way that this movie did a little bit in like the dynamics between clans and the hierarchy and like all that stuff. How, how, how did it land for you for historical fiction? Um, I really enjoyed how Montrose, I enjoyed his character and how he handled things because he seemed to me like how somebody back then would have actually handled something like that. Like, ah, oh, your nephew's robbed all this money from me. It's like, you know, I'm telling the truth. You know, your nephew's lying. He's like, he doesn't care. His nephew's noble. So of course he's going to kill the guy. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like that, that whole dynamic seemed really interesting um i just it, it get i get uh it's weird um cunningham's character yeah and it's cunningham's combined with killern they kind of their dynamic is very weird cuz i don't know who's necessarily more like Kalaren at some point seems evil but then he's not he's a coward and then Cunningham he's a, he's a weirdo dude that first yeah. time you see him when he like kind of like briskly jogs in, into the castle and yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's very weird seeing that dynamic and so I don't know where to place it because I wouldn't know if people were actually like behaved like that so to speak they very well could have but I don't know uh, I mean, there's, 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 there should have been more of a conflict between Rob Roy and Tim Roth, you know? Um, I, I understand what they were going for in the script, and I think they still could have done that, but just because it took so long for us to get to that final point, it really just, like, I just, I, I feel, I feel unfulfilled, man. 
And honestly, because there's a big thing about how if you look at like the synopsis of this movie, it says Rob Roy has to turn to like um, Robin Hood antics to like uh, fight against his the oppressive lord. And we just like really don't see that at all. And the, it's the like that's like see, ki- that... kidnap killer. Right. That's like the most he does. Yeah. And that's like that's kind of. That's really kind of what is anticipated the whole time, and that's what it feels like the tension is building towards, and they say it happens in the movie, but they only say it happens in the movie. Yeah. They don't actually show us, which is really what we're expecting to see. Well, you know, I just kind of thought of this. So the when there's like 40 minutes left in the movie and we see Tim Roth burning down the um, the Highland houses... And then it's it's the scene where um the I forget his name, but the younger kid dies, he gets shot, and then we think yeah. Rob Roy's going to escape, but then he gets kidnapped, right? Yeah. It feels like it happened that way because they were running out of screen time, right? Because it took them so long to get to that point that instead of having Rob Roy go back and build this army or whatever, or figure out some plan to break into the castle and like do some damage, it was just like this like weird, like, okay, now he's kidnapped and he's gonna have this escape plan and he's gonna pull Luke Skywalker and like hide in like the bowl and stuff and then once he does that he just gets back home and then is like yo lordship I want to fight this kid like did that progression really even make sense like wouldn't they have just taken him to be a prisoner and they could have fought like what's the difference between those things I guess I don't know. Coolest part of this movie was him breaking out and yeah, and jumping Tim over Roth. the bridge. Yeah, that's yeah. like the coolest part of the movie, and it totally shouldn't be the coolest moment that Rob Roy has. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It really shouldn't be, especially because you seem like uh, with how much the community is behind him, you expect to see those moments of the community being around him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, it, you know, it doesn't, it feels like it's not even Rob Roy's movie. Dude. Yeah. You know, I agree. Like, I, feel, I feel like he doesn't have that much agency, like in what's actually happening. Like you just said, like the community, it's not even that established how important he is to the, in, to the community. They definitely say it. Everybody respects him. They know that he's yeah. like the head guy based on that first scene and everything. But yeah, dude, it, it, it doesn't even feel like it's Rob Roy's movie. And if your name's going to be the title of it, I don't know. I feel like you should, do some more stuff you know what i mean yeah like he literally got got bullied by tim roth the entire time and that's not what we wanted at all and then to just have a silent sword fight at the end it just really didn't do it for me and so it's just it's just i i wouldn't recommend people to watch this movie honestly bro all right is that is that is that your final point on the matter i mean i don't know we've only been going for like 23 minutes so like i feel i feel bad that like you know, we can't say too much constructive about it, but like it really just felt like there's not even that much potential like in in what they gave us, you know, yeah. like, it, like what what is there else to talk about? Honestly, because all that stuff in the middle, because it doesn't lead to anything, there's nothing cool to talk about. You know what I mean? It's no, just exactly. Those, those those plot lines don't necessarily connect. It definitely don't connect the way you expect them to. Um, so I think uh, we're going to have to wrap up Rob Roy. And uh, it's okay. Let's just let's say it's it's an interesting story. It keeps us intrigued. It's it's hard to guess what's going to happen, even though the movie itself seems like it's a pretty straightforward film. Um, everything good about the movie definitely comes from the acting. Each character is totally believable. Um, their own reasons are incredibly diverse. They have totally different backgrounds. They all do an excellent job of expressing it. But the lack of success of the film is twofold. 
the aggressive and egregious sexual acts near the beginning of the movie are pretty off-putting. Most of them are somewhat unnecessary for character development. The second reason is the tension of the plot. The trailer and motivations of the characters give a strong feeling of a grandiose battle or at least a lot of skirmishes, but we never see that. And instead, the tension gets boiled up into one last sword fight that seems weird because of the lack of music. Is Rob Roy a badass? Yeah, but this movie seems to stop short of the expectations it creates. It isn't that the story isn't bad, but the method of it being told doesn't align with the tension of the plot. I think that last sentence is a pretty perfect way to encapsulate the movie. So I do. This is like the shortest episode we've had in a while. But I mean, I just I I, I don't I feel like there's really not too much to say about it, dude. Like it's it was really yeah. just a really slow burn that didn't amount to too much. And uh, we got to we got to redeem Liam Neeson. We, we got to look for a Liam Neeson movie that's really good from from back then so we can re- redeem his name beyond rob roy <laughs> beyond rob roy <laughs> <laughs> sequel <laughs> uh, so with that being said thank you for joining us tonight message us at midnight showing podcast on instagram or email midnight showing with luke and nash at gmail.com to stay in the loop for upcoming episodes and offer suggestions for the movies we watch and future content we can bring to you be sure to check us out at ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com next week's episode features the man who wasn't there and remember your donations keep the blue lights on hey can i take your chamber pot (laughs) (laughs) bro they just used to pee like that's so funny man